This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Bluepants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's in. a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we've really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel, joined alongside OMD, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Welcome, everyone, to the Stone Cold Steve Austin episode. Yes, Austin 316. That is the number that we are at right now for this program of Turnbuckle Talk. 316 episodes in omd my brother how are you i am doing quite well it was a long day at work but i got through it just got my coffee going on because as you know i've got other stuff going on after afterwards tonight yes 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 got to keep that coffee got to keep make sure that you're uh not only hydrated but awake for this as well yes yeah we're going to get into some professional wrestling news here, as we always do on this program, where I like to bring you maybe things that people really aren't talking too, too much about that isn't full mainstream, I guess you could say. But first we say hello to Melball Collins. You know, I love you. Thank you so much for coming in and spending a few moments here with us. Thank you, Mel. Good to see you. Basser. Good That's as always right. to see you, buddy. Dasser69, what up, boys? Uh, Everything here is doing good. So happy to have you along as well. I absolutely love when you come along. You always have such great input when it comes to the topics that we have at hand. Fantastic. Keep it up, buddy. First thing I want to talk about tonight with you, Dan, is Freddie Prince Jr., Okay, Freddie Prince Jr. joins the ownership team of apparently a network that you didn't even know was something that was in existence called the Premier Streaming Network. So to give everybody just a quick little background on what this is, uh, the Premier Streaming Network is a user-friendly platform that takes independent promotion and creators and their diverse content and puts it all into one place. Freddie Prince Jr. is excited to join the team's uh, dedication, their proven success, and their in-depth understanding of the streaming industry, along with his experiences and passion within the professional wrestling world. I think that this is going to be a really good mix. PSN has already accumulated over 2,000 hours of content including wrestling libraries and live shows for more than 20 promotions, some of those including ECWA, CZW, and it is actually the home of MLW's flagship show, MLW Underground. 
They also have deals with various wrestling podcasts. Hint, hint, PSN. Those include Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling and the Major Players Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. What are your thoughts on Freddie Prince Jr. coming into the uh, uh, the team there as uh, part owner? I'm. I think this is fantastic. I mean, you touched on it. I didn't hear about this network until just before we went on the air. Right. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's going to get him back out there. And I think this is probably a way for him to get a platform for his promotion when he gets it up and running. Exactly. Um, I know there is another platform out there as well. I can't remember the name of it offhand. It's called Our Local Establishment. Well, That's the other big platform. There is, there is, yes. Um, But it's another streaming platform for wrestling that had, uh, was supposed to have the Authors of Pain series or their company. It was uh, supposed to carry uh, Control Your Narrative and several other promotions like that. And I'm also wondering if on premier streaming is if this is where we're going to see ICW go and maybe progress. It's very possible. Very, very possible that they might, especially with Freddie Prince Jr. coming in. So for those of you who don't know what kind of maybe his background is, he's an actor, producer, uh, WWE Rivals host, former WWE writer as well. So he, he has really put a lot of dedication into um, professional wrestling, right? His latest move in the business is almost uh, a year after declaring his intentions to start his own promotion with the talent unionized. Yes. Very uh, unheard of. Um, still, that promotion has not come to fruition yet, but it may just help out with him being part of the ownership team with the premier. Yes. Yes. Network. I think it's a win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're getting for for Freddie as well. Yeah. And PSN is now getting this name Mm -hmm. Freddie Prince jr. Behind them. They're getting that celebrity. Yeah, 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 pretty much. That's that, that, that it's a celebrity that they've got. Yeah. Yeah. Um actually, I mean to touch on a off topic but a similar topic, it's now actually being rumored, I mean as we know in the NHL, the Ottawa Senators are for sale. There okay. is a former WWE superstar and PR draw that is now currently in the running as possible member of the new ownership team. Oh. And that would be one Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Okay. We've what heard doesn't Ryan... that guy have his hand in? I know. We've heard Ryan Reynolds' name in there. Oh. Now there's two different groups, one with Ryan Reynolds, one with Dwayne. Right. They're also looking, and the NHL wants to get both of them together into the same group. Interesting. Interesting. So, and I mean, with Dwayne having the XFL, his acting career. Right. So much that The Rock is doing or Dwayne yes. Johnson, however yes. you want to refer to him. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, I mean, you look at all of these wrestlers now, they all have outside ventures from wrestling. Right. So that they have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And a livelihood. And you can't blame them because you never know when a career-ending injury is going to happen. It's very true. You you really don't when it comes to anything that we do here in professional wrestling. You you never know when is going to be the last time that you can uh, that you can do what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of people doing good things, Impact Wrestling is going to be having their rebellion show coming up very soon. <sighs> this weekend. Yes. And I am extremely looking forward to it. They've added a new match to this card that everyone might not be aware of. Okay. This match is going to be between Eddie Edwards and P. C-O. They're calling it a last rights match between the two of them. We've seen a whole bunch of different things like this, like ambulance matches, hell in the cell matches, casket or buried alive. Right. Um, Lucha Underground did grave consequences, you know, different stuff like that. Impact Wrestling is referring to this gimmick as the last rights matchup. So, there really isn't a lot of details on what this match is actually going to entail. Besides I figure that it's just going to be a hardcore matchup that the two of them know how to do. Right. And I'm, I'm wondering, cause there was something similar a number of years ago that they did between abyss and sting. Right. And I can't remember what the actual name of that match was, but the concept flopped. Um, and I believe it was they had to have a casket in the ring, but then they had to raise the casket up. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering, I'm hoping it's not going to be like the final burial that AEW just had, which was really a poor ending to that match where all of a sudden he's, casket is closed and it just drops and the smoke comes up for Christian Cage to reappear three weeks later on TV. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, maybe. I know, if, I, yeah, go ahead. If one of these guys is going to be taking some time off, maybe PCO has some other opportunities with ROH now going back on TV. Right. Or maybe he's got some opportunities to go to AEW, whether he chooses to stay in Impact, ROH, AEW, whatever he chooses to do. Yeah. And I mean, like like the faction, Honor No More, kind of like like has been dissolved, essentially. Yes. Um, you know, the, the two of them were involved with that. And this rivalry kind of goes, goes back uh, a little bit of time. Um, so I am getting a little bit more confirmation on things here. Okay, so the last rights match from Toronto's Rebel Entertainment Complex will be the first variation of a casket match in Impact since 2018. 
Back then, it was uh, Sue Young defeating Allie to win the Impact Knockouts Championship. Other than that, I'm not seeing very much more okay. when it comes to this matchup, except it's going to be a hardcore um, casket match. Right. Yeah. And is there... When isn't a casket match hardcore anyways? Because... Right. All the action takes place outside the ring. So, I mean, we've seen it. So just call it what it is, is a casket match. Exactly. That's right. And I mean, I guess like the term casket match might be something that's owned by the conglomerate. Yes, yes. Right? So if it is something that's owned by the conglomerate, then yeah, of course we're not going to be able to use that verbiage, but um, yeah, calling it a last rights match. Sure. Sure. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Definitely. Yes. So now if you listeners and viewers were along with us yesterday, as we were watching Monday night raw, During our watch along, you will have heard me kind of allude to this next thing a little bit here. I want to talk for a moment with you about the crowd levels within the WWE right now. So what I have been seeing and noticing is that the WWE has been offering us different camera angles a lot more than just the hard cam and around the ring. They've been giving us a lot of kind of up top aerial shots of the ring and the entire arena, essentially now behind where this camera is, it might be, uh, you know, taped off or, or, or blocked off, whatever it could very well be, but I'm seeing full, full, to the rafters arenas with the WWE. Do you think that this is a byproduct of the work and the company and it being professional wrestling and being the WWE, or is this maybe just a byproduct of the uh, pandemic situation that happened? And now people are just like, we can, we can get out. We can actually go and do things. So, Oh, it's coming back through. Let's go and check this out so that we have a fun night out. I'm going to say it's a combination of both. Okay. Um, yes, because you had the situation where H3 took over creative and they weren't so watered down. Okay. Um, but now, yes, you are getting now that we are, you know, six, eight months out of people being able to actually go out, live their lives, enjoy their freedoms, they can go out and have a fun night out. Now, you touched on the fact that maybe behind the cameras it is taped off. And, I mean, we saw it in the past. I mean, again, going back six years mm-hmm. where they would show that, okay, they had to move everybody from one side of the arena to the other opposite the hard cam so that you could see a sellout crowd. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if, yes, you're right, that could that section be taped off or did they move a lot? 
Right. And, and that I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure of either because the angles that they've been using show pretty much three quarters of the arena. Uh, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm wondering too, if this has to do with now the eight K TVs and you know, they're trying to give that new perspective. Right. I never thought about it. I, I, I don't even have a 4K TV, people. Like, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't afford it. <laughs> so, 8K, I could only only imagine. I, I have no idea what that would even look like. But I think it's really, it, really interesting to me that we're seeing full crowds once again. Because I remember a time when we didn't. When we only saw half a crowd Absolutely. for WWE shows. Yes. And you know what? Like I've been to a Raw and SmackDown super show, Raw Live on the Monday night, SmackDown was taped beforehand. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, SmackDown was taped beforehand, and then the way they edited it and produced it was not the way I saw it live. Okay. Um, Interesting. And that was at a that was a full house at the Air Canada Center in Toronto, now the Scotiabank Arena. Right. Um, and it was packed. Um, that was back when Shawn Michaels was working for JBL as part of his storyline. Oh, gotcha. Yes, that was a while ago. So, yeah. so we never would have had anything because i think that was even really before hd right yeah yeah you know what it probably would have been hd would have been probably just coming out around that time yeah yeah well it, it, i i, I want to continue to see this in the way that it's going i want to see this trend continue i want to see the wwe continue to uh, pull these good numbers and bring in more fans as clearly they have been doing i think to go along with the crowd levels and with the number of people that are there i think one of the big things that that factors into this as well is the stories the storytelling that has been happening from the WWE and specifically, namely, the bloodline story that has been going on that we thought was going to finish and culminate at WrestleMania, but clearly has not. And it's continuing on with this long-term story that keeps people invested, almost as if it is a television series. Yeah. Right? How many people were, were invested in, like, Sons of Anarchy? Right? Yep. And they just kept sitting there itching for next week. Oh, God, I got to see what's happening next week because it was just so powerful and gripping. The WWE is is essentially doing the exact same thing for us now, and I think that this has a, a very huge bearing on the crowd levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. When they are telling the stories right and properly, and I know you and I over the years have harped on them using soap opera writers. Right. 
instead of not necessarily fans, but people who get the business. Yeah. Um, when you do it right, you're seeing the effects of using a dramatic soap opera writer. I know we harped on this situation a number a few years ago when it was Baron Corbin and Robin Reigns dragged out for six months. Right. And right. it was a dragged out storyline because mm -hmm. it was pointless. Other exactly. than it gave Roman a feud. Yeah. Um, and what's, I mean, Seth Rollins is another key storyline unto himself. Right. Right. It's Seth Rollins and himself. Yeah. Now it's I'm an entire story. Absolutely. I'm wondering if WWE listened, as we discussed maybe a month or so ago, to what Jake Roberts said about storytelling. Um, I'm sure somewhere down the way the WWE is listening to Turnbuckle Talk, or at least that's the high hopes, <laughs> wink, wink, that I've got. Uh, it's very possible. Um, yeah, you know what? It, it it could very well be. I mean, Jake the Snake Roberts, for me, uh, everybody knows that I'm a huge Jake fan, and anything that comes out of his mouth I take as gold because... He's very knowledgeable in this business through everything that he has done and everything he's been through. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is quite, quite interesting. We are at 22 minutes of this show already. We are going to get into our sponsors. We need to get into our commercials because, well, that's kind of how we get paid around here is by showing you what our sponsors have to offer you. And our biggest sponsor is rogue energy. You interested in some rogue energy? Well, take a look at what they've got. consideration paid for by the following wrestling a love and a passion we all share i've started a wrestling brand the wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. 
Carl Carafel unboxes The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke Miscellaneous products that you can only find here Beats and Beat Downs and Turnbuckle Talk Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com my name is Carl Carafel, joined alongside OMD for this Stone Cold Steve Austin number 316 edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you for sticking around through the commercial break, because as I said, uh, we need those commercial breaks so that we can tell you about our sponsors, our amazing sponsors, Rogue Energy, Collar and Elbow brand. Yes, I've got the Collar and Elbow brand hat that I always wear. And then you can even support by picking up yourself some merchandise from Turnbuckle Studios that now includes some paramindful merchandise for you as well. Before we get to our main topic for this evening, the high hopes topic, I got three more quick ones for us to go through. Okay. First one here is a match that has been added to, where is it here? I just had it. It has been added to Dynamite. Okay. Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be defending the TNT title. Against a name that we kind of brought up and talked about a little bit last night, Silas Young. This literally just popped up here for me. This came through at like 7.54 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we're about half an hour out from when this has been put out there for us set to defend the AEW TNT championship against Silas Young on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. Yes, that is tomorrow. I'm I'm super super excited for that. Um I'm going to do the best that I can to try to tune in for that because Silas Young is one of those guys that I think is an absolute gem. When it comes to professional wrestling, I've been a fan of his since the first time that I saw him. I'm excited about that. Other matches for Dynamite are going to include Keith Lee versus Chris Jericho, Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland, the Blackpool Combat Clubs, John Moxley and Claudio taking on Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. Orange Cassidy will be defending the International Championship against Buddy Matthews. That one I'm looking forward to as well. But for me, this has drawn me to want to watch this episode of Dynamite because of Silas Young. Yes. Yes. I, I am a diehard fan of Silas Young. Um... I miss the Silas Young, Josh Woods pairing from Ring of Honor. Right. Yeah, Um, Josh the Goods Woods. Where I'm a little bit iffy on it is the oversaturation of trying to combine two shows and two companies into one. It's the 20 pounds of potatoes into a 10-pound bag. Right. Um. I love the interpromotional idea. Yep. 
but you can't do it every week. Maybe make an AEW ROH crossover pay-per-view. I think that's probably something that's going to be happening at some point down the road. But right now, the uh, Ring of Honor name, maybe not fully forgotten, but not at the forefront of, uh, you know, people's memory and not, you know, right on the tip of their tongue. So if you have a program that is being watched as much as AEW is, for me, I'm okay with maybe one or two people from Ring of Honor being on the show to put that name of ring of honor back into the mouths of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do know that actually, I just saw a listing earlier today that said for coming up on ring of honor TV. So wherever that is going to be streamed or whatever platform it's on. Right. Uh, they actually had announced that Claudio will be defending his Ring of Honor title against Metalik. Right. Um, and I can't Which remember. That's going to be off the chain, dude. Yeah. Um, I'd love to be able to find Ring of Honor TV. Um, we'll have to do some just, digging. Not just going back and watching the classics when they're televised right. on Fight Network or wherever else uh, don't get me wrong i love those classics i mean going back and watching the uh samoa joe austin aries or samoa joe cm punk trilogy right any any aj styles yep any daniel bryanson from ring of honor yep like, christopher daniels uh, oh yeah the yeah the fallen angel christopher daniels damn right man damn right so we'll have to do a little bit of digging and searching on our own to see if we can find out any more information about Ring of Honor, when it will be, where it will be, and what time it will be as well. Something that I really, I guess, don't care to see. We talked about these great stars Right. And, and, and I mean, you want to talk great stars. I mean, you have to throw names like Trish and Lita in there. You have to throw Alundra Blaze or Medusa in there. You have to throw Bull Nakano in there. You know, Sensational Sherry. These Luna are all Vachon. great names. Luna Vachon as well, definitely. And I, you know what? For, for those people that enjoy, I'll even say Charlotte Flair's and the Sasha Banks or the Mercedes Monet's. There is a name that continuously, if you follow her Twitter account, if you follow her socials at all, you will see that she's constantly talking about, I would love to do another run in the WWE. The door is always open for another return for the WWE. I could always be with the WWE. I want to be with them. Then why has it not happened yet, Eva Marie? That's who we're talking about. The former all red everything. I, at this point, I don't give a shit anymore. Plain and simple. No, I, I, I got to agree. I mean, if you're going to bring her back, why? You've brought her back twice. And she's failed both times. And 
Logan Paul is a better competitor. My seven-year-old son is probably a better in-ring competitor. I want I want to give a quote here. Uh, thank you, WrestlingInc.com, for this year, um, and for uh, yeah, Wrestling Inc. That's uh, that's who I'm seeing. Okay, I just want to make sure that we're given credit where credit is due. Credit to WrestleZone um, as well for this. So she did an interview where she was asked about. Uh, the door always being open for another WWE run. And in her interview with WrestleZone, she says, of course, that door is always open. I mean, we're in constant talks. When I had originally left, I was filming my first lead action movie. So that door is definitely one of those things that's always open. I'm definitely down to always cause some trouble and stir up some things. That's for sure. Um why are you not there then that's that's uh, why if this is what you want if this is what you keep telling us about and keep saying that the door is open i can go back at any time i had only left to go do this movie why are you not there yeah because now if she was to go back and in this case I'm going to name one other person who's completely useless to the wrestling industry that would actually serve her purpose in this situation, and that is Ronda Rousey. Hmm. She can go back and be cannon fodder for Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Mel Ball, yes. Thank you. This, this Mel is why you and I are such good friends. Mel says, I'd rather have a lobotomy than watch Eva Marie wrestle again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. My biggest thing is why does she continue to do this? Like, is this, are, is she, is she looking for some sort of sympathy? Is she looking for some sort of sob story? Oh, boo, boo hoo. Woe is me. Maybe if I can bitch and complain and moan enough, the WWE will hire me back again. Could could they pair her with Emma? Could they not hire her and leave her alone to her Please? own devices? Please. That's 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 what I'm saying. I, I would rather her not be part of the WWE. Uh, I, I completely agree. I'd rather her disappear from wrestling in general. I'd rather these wrestling sites not interview her. I would rather that as well. Let's talk about something a little bit more of a positive note for me, at least. I know some people are very um, indifferent towards this television program, but the acclaimed series Dark Side of the Ring is officially returning for a fourth season on Vice TV. Variety actually broke the news today that season four will premiere on Tuesday. May the 30th at 10 p.m. with 10 episodes instead of 14 like season three had. We're going to be getting some different things, which is very, very good. And I'm very happy about that. So it's been confirmed that Chris Jericho will return to narrate the episodes covering these different stories. The controversial relationship between Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch, or Sonny, 
Yeah. The car accident that derailed the career of Magnum TA. They're going to be doing an episode on the unhinged, as they're calling it, Abdullah the Butcher. An in-depth look into the quote-unquote troubled life of Marty Janetti. Yes, former guest on Turnbuckle Talk, Marty Janetti. It's also going to feature an episode on Mike Awesome and Bam Bam Bigelow. But we're not 100% sure if those have been made official as of yet. Okay. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that we get an episode on Bam <laughs> as well as Mike Awesome. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. But what what are your thoughts? Because I don't think that I've really um, been able to sit down and talk with you at all about Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I really haven't had a chance to see every episode. I've sort of picked it up here and there. I've thoroughly enjoyed every episode that I've watched. Um, including, actually, no, I didn't see the plane ride from hell, but I saw the yeah. one on, and I, I got to go back to season one where, uh, with Geraldo Rivera getting punched out. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, as well as, Bruiser Brody. Okay. That was a good one um, as well. Yes. Um, so I've seen a few episodes, probably I'd say half a dozen to a dozen over the three seasons. Okay. Um, as opposed to being able to just sit down and watch them. I mean, outside of work, I'm generally pretty busy with, you know, doing home things. And of course, being a dad every, not, I don't want to say being a dad every other week, but I have my son every other week. So it does make it a little bit harder. Right. Um, so I'm intrigued to see where they go. I agree with you on Bam Bam and Mike Awesome. Definitely would be interesting to see where they go this year. And I'm glad it is Chris Jericho coming back to host and narrate. Me too. If it can't be me, then let it be Jericho. Yeah. At least it's not Cena. <laughs> That's true. Dark Side of the Ring is still hailed as Vice's most watched series of all time. 30 episodes in total since 2019. It went into a hiatus uh, since October 2021 when the third season wrapped up. Season 2, which aired throughout 2020, drew the highest viewership with bookended episodes covering Chris Benoit and Owen Hart. Each one of those garnering over 300,000 viewers i would be happy to a thousand viewers let alone 300 yes thousand so that gives you an idea of how well dark side of the ring does and i'm excited for it to yeah. be back we're going to get to our final topic here for the night. This one is um, a little different because it's something that I really haven't talked about or covered before. And I know that other people definitely have. I put the graphic back up here on the screen for those of you that are listening to this in audio format. You can always check out the show 
on Turnbuckle Studios YouTube page, or you can watch us live on twitch.tv slash our local establishment or twitch.tv slash turnbuckle studios. The graphic itself shows the all elite wrestling logo, the words high hopes and Wembley stadium over in the UK, the United kingdom, a huge shout out to our friends with real wrestling.net news and views by real fans who are supporters and we are in association with them. So turnbuckle talk is international as well. AEW is going to be going over there to do uh, their pay-per-view. Yes. They have high hopes of selling the arena out. Do you think OMD that they can sell it out? I do. I do. If you look at the success of Clash at the Castle last year for WWE, you've got AEW, which is still, I'm going to say it's now in its toddler stage as opposed to infancy. Right. As we're, you know, almost five years in. And the last pay-per-view event to happen at Wembley Stadium was SummerSlam 1992. Right. So you are now looking at 31 years mm-hmm. since they've had a pay-per-view. Yep. And I am sure that if, and I don't know if AEW does it the way that WWE is rumored to be doing it now, which is having these cities bid for these events and pay, then they're figuring that they are going to get that draw. And don't forget, you are going to have people coming internationally. It's not just going to be the UK audience. You're going to have European audience. There is. You are going to have the international fans. I'm sure there are fans from Canada, fans from Australia, fans from the US, fans from Mexico going to be there. Where I think they're going to struggle is on the international pay-per-view buys. Because they are five hours ahead over there. So it's almost one in the morning right now. That's very true. So are you going to be staying up to watch it live at 1 a.m.? Or are you going to try and catch a replay on a stream another time? And you see, as of right now, I don't know what time that they're going to be doing it at, right? So they could be doing it at like, you know, 8 o'clock at night over there in Wembley. So for us, right. right, It's going to be in the afternoon instead. I mean, it is going to be happening on a Sunday. So the majority of people are going to be off of work. Yes. Right. So they're going to be able to partake in it, whether it is in the afternoon or the evening. And some people, you know, for us here in North America, they may even prefer it being in the afternoon. Yes. Because then Monday morning, they're not tired going back into work. Absolutely. So it is going to be happening on Sunday, the 27th of August. We are going to be getting all out live from London, England, in the Wembley Stadium. I believe that they are going to sell out. And I think that it's going to sell out 
before they even have the entire card. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see it. Um, AEW did that in the very beginning. Yep. A couple of the guys who were up to no good started making trouble in the wrestling neighborhood. They put on one little fight and everyone got scared. AEW came out prepared before even having a card. Yes, they did. They sold a 20,000 seat arena yep. with no one yep. listed. And they sold it in half an hour. Half a freaking hour. So now that people know who is involved with AEW, they know the names that would possibly be there, including maybe Drew McIntyre. Maybe we'll get into that on another episode as that uh, time comes a little bit closer. Yes. But just keep that in the back of your mind for well, now. I'm I was going to suggest the surprises. I've even heard the name uh, Zach Zodiac being floated out there for the show. I think that would be fantastic. I, I definitely, I, I think it would. I mean, for those that don't know Soraya within um, AEW and Zach Zodiac, they're brother, sister, right? So if you've ever watched wrestling with my family, yep. that entire family, they are still over there. You know, Paige or Soraya went yep. and got that name made for herself. Yep. Zach Zodiac could very well be part of this show as well. Yes. And you get a look at the British strong style and how big wrestling is over in the UK and Europe. Right. And I mean, I am going to say this because then coming up just a few weeks later in July. Mm-hmm. You've got money in the bank. Wait, wait, wait. This is happening in August. Oh, okay. So before. I, I thought it was. Money in the bank before. Okay. So yeah. you've got money in the bank. So that's. Okay. Now you're bringing it to the same area because money in the bank is at the O2 Arena in London, which right. is actually attached to Wembley Stadium. Right. So. Now you're now creating that competition, that war. I mean, as WWE did last year when they did Clash at the Castle the same weekend as All Out. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting. And and you know what? I'm 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 not putting money on it because I I really am not a betting man. Nope. But if I were to just kind of figure. I would figure that this show is going to sell out for them or be as much of a sellout as possible for them because they always have to put the, you know, the stage and the ramp and they have to yeah. curtain off certain sections for, yeah. so for whatever else is left there, I think that we definitely are going to get that uh, quote unquote proverbial sell out. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you might see even part of the upper bowl really locked off okay um, possibly just because with the floor seating and i mean lord knows how much that is and it's going to depend on what type of matches they're having right um i i alluded to it before we came on the air here is you're not likely going to see a stadium stampede match at wembley stadium 
no. But you never know. That's very true. That is what we say in the world of professional wrestling. You never know. Never say never. OMD, where can the people find you? They can find me on Snapchat, One Man Dynamic. <coughs> and they can find me on Facebook at Daniel Horisic. And for myself, you can find me on Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is where you can find me. Felicia, have a great night. Thank you so much for popping in. That's it, everyone. That has been this edition of Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 316. Thank you so much to everyone for coming by and if you guys have not gone and checked out yet go and check out my friends over at invasion comics invasion cnc.ca where you can find comics games cards funko pops and so much more the whole they have an inventory right there you can order online secure payment and have it all shipped to you from my friends with invasion comics at invasion cnc.ca for omd and for myself carl carafel thank you so much remember everyone the world's a scary place Take care of each other.